Hey, what's up, guys? This is your girl Coco with another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, family, or guests come on the show and we kiki about whatever the topic of the day is. So today I have with me, y'all know I love pulling somebody I used to go to high school with, somebody I knew from my past, <laughs> but I just know really dope people. And so I'm really excited to have the person that I have on the show this week. She has had a podcast before. She is a doula. She is a woman who wears many hats. So Andrea, you want to go ahead, say what's up, you know, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hey, so um, yes, you know, Andrea, um, social media knows Savvy J or Savvy or J or any sort of the combination. Um, I am a former podcast host. I'm gonna get back in my podcast bag in a minute, but (laughs) I am just, you know, life. But um, I'm a doula. I am a, another word for doula is a birth sister. Um, what I'm a bartender. I'm a 50 million things. It's a lot. (laughs) Virtual assistant, working nine to five. Yeah, all the things. This is in her bag. (laughs) But Bill's got to stay paid, honey. What you said. But, you know, I appreciate you for coming on the show. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. I think it's uh, some information that people could really use, especially in this day and age. But before we get into what we hear to Kiki about today, you know, every episode starts off with the drink with cocoa. And it is recommended by the guests. So, Andrea, you want to let us know what your drink with cocoa this week is? So, my drink with cocoa is, I'm going to keep it simple. I am, I'm a simple girl. So, we're going to have a mixed drink, mm-hmm. which means that you have one part rum, one part pineapple, specifically Malibu rum, okay. and a splash of grenadine. We're going to keep it sweet, keep it okay, cute. Okay, a splash of grenadine. Yes. Okay, okay. So we said rum. Yep, one part rum. Mm-hmm. One part min- pineapple and a splash of grenadine. That's all you need. Okay, okay. So I think that is going to be a good mix. I do. It sounds like something you would kind of drink like on the island. So it's not going to be too sweet. I mean, it's not going to be it's not too heavy it is like just sweet enough like you taste the alcohol because you got the rum Mm -hmm. but that pineapple and grenadine kind of it does it makes you feel a little tropical and it's not like an overly sweet drink right right it's gonna get you where you need to be you have a long day at work these are ingredients you probably already got in your house it's like let me make a drink real fast i need a drink (laughs) that's the one yep So y'all go ahead and try that out and I'll definitely be making this and making a post about it. So be on the lookout for that. So now that we got this drink going, we're going to go ahead and get into the word on the street. So y'all know a lot of these celebrities are getting into the podcast arena. And of course, because of who they are, they hitting like number one within their first week. 
So Carisha or Young Miami from the City Girls recently made a pack started a podcast last week and it's called Carisha Please. And so pretty much she had people come on her show and she chat with them about whatever they're gonna chat about. So um her first guest was Diddy. I know when they first hit the internet last year, everybody was like, what they got going on? So mm-hmm. they really like let us know what it is their situation is. It definitely giving me situationship vibes. But you know, Drea, what, what's your take on this? Um, so number one, we're not going to call this a podcast, right? Because there is no audio only version of this show. She has a show on Revolt. Okay. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Uh, you too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She has a show on YouTube, The Revolt, whatever. That's that's what she has. She does it is not a podcast. And I think that because podcast is a popping word, that everybody just wants to use it. So True. I just wanna it is not a podcast. But <laughs> I did watch. I was thoroughly entertained. Um I okay. like the dancer it, it, that they have. They do got audio. It's on uh Apple Podcasts. Is it up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well then I stand corrected. Then yes, then yes. Carisha has a podcast. <laughs> but it is it is cute. It's I feel like it's gonna be a cute show. I feel like that although it was her first one, um, when he did ask her about direction, she was like, I don't know, I just wanna talk to everybody. So I think it was kind of one of those like, I wanna I wanna do this. I wanna talk to people, I could do this. Yeah. But I think that if she actually puts some thought into it. And, you know, have those candid conversations with people that it could be a good thing. But watching them go back and forth, it definitely gave me, when she told him, like, well, I say we go together, so we go together. (laughs) After he said, like, I'm dating around, I'm seeing people. I mean, but that's what women do. So, I Mm -hmm. mean, it gave me, okay. Yeah, I saw it. Again, cute. Like, I will definitely tune in to see what else Carisha brings. Right. I wonder how long she going to keep it up because even like you could tell this was her first episode because it was, it didn't seem very, like, of course the set was put together well, but like just the conversation of it didn't really flow well. Yeah, it wasn't structured. Right. She was just talking because like you said, she like, she just want to talk to people, which to me. I do think when a lot of these celebrities decide to do a podcast, like real podcasters, they you got to come up with a theme, you got to have structure, you got to have segments, you know, and mm-hmm. these celebrities get up there and they just be like, well, we just gonna have a conversation. Yeah. So it is it, definitely giving, you know, I just want to see if I can do this vibes and if it do well, then maybe I keep doing it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I. Uh, what did you think about when that girl? I guess the other girl he was talking to, dating around the same time, or been around for some time, had popped up. <laughs> it is giving press, press Panini. Yeah. Like, play a role. Like, if that's the person that he's out with, and it is known that Diddy may or may not be monogamous, whatever his judge is, mm-hmm. like, girl, play a role. Yeah. If you getting all the perks and everything, why? Why why do you need to? Yeah. If she can be the front man and I don't have to worry about all this extraness and you know the shade room being in my business and all of this, and all I have to do is show up and be with you, 
Mm-hmm. If that's all I got to do, let me do that. Right. In peace. The peace. That, that's yeah. the main part. Let, let me get all the perks in peace while Carisha be out here. Arguing with people in the comments. Let right. her do that. <laughs> I'm like, it, it was giving me real thirsty. Like, if you've been with him for as long as Carisha say you've been with him, why now all of a sudden is it important that people know you and Diddy mess around? Girl, if you don't collect your check in the background and sit still. Girl, I'm telling you, I'd be like, I know we ain't together for real, for real, but I'm getting some perks and some benefits out of this. Right. I'll see you on our next vacation, boo. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, don't listen to me because I don't, I'm not a, I don't preach, you know, monogamy. I am open to consensual non-monogamy so yeah. i'm like if everybody is knowing play a role everybody got a part it's yeah, a team sport exactly. baby yeah i mean i'm team monogamy but i don't judge nobody that live their life the way they see fit be with who they want to be with be with multiple people if you want you know and that's it seemed like that's literally how did he live his life like aside from Caru- not Carucci, um Cassie. Cassie. It seemed like, and I don't think they were monogamous, but that was the longest relationship we know him to have. Like, of course, we know about him and his baby mamas, but then was like on and off type situations. That was like the most consistent we seen mm-hmm. him with somebody. Yeah. And even still, they were, they were low key for a long time before mm-hmm. they were out on social media loving on each other. Like, people knew that they were together. But it wasn't, but that just goes back to, you know, how social media has just ruined life. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't do nothing in quiet. <laughs> it's not real if it's not on social media. If you don't post it, it didn't happen. Right. It's not real, <laughs> which is a shame. Because, like, we before we started recording, we was actually talking about how, you know, we kind of really hate social media, but we know it's the, the age we live in where everything, like like she said, it's not real if it's not on social media. Like, I don't like to post on social media, but if I'm a patronize somebody's business, I'm like, I need to, I need to know what your social's looking like. <laughs> like, are mm-hmm. you active? Because I need to know you're not going to scam me. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Like, what your review's looking like. I need to see everything. Mm-hmm. Especially, like... I live in Texas. Like, I don't, I'm not from here. Right. So I had to vet people and find out, like, okay, my lash girl, my wax girl, okay, who's going to do my nails? Like, I need to know. I need to see your work. Yeah. Let me, let me see. What, yeah. what you bring in? Definitely. But it's it's become a way of life, not only for business, but your personal life is out there. You know, people want to, you want to let people know what you're doing, where you traveling to, who you with, what kind of clubs you in, how much Mm -hmm. y'all spent at the Louis Gucci store. And it just be like. Exhausting. Yeah, very exhausting. And so like, I have to remind myself to even get on social media sometimes. I'm with you. I go days without scrolling. Like I could literally. I'll see stuff with my friends saying, you know, you got the friend messages where everybody yeah. sent something. I got like 15 of those. Mm-hmm. So between those, I know all I need to know. Exactly. When I post, like I literally, I went back to my page. I said, I have not posted. I live on the close friend. Yeah. Live there. 
Yeah, I don't live on the close friends because I don't post nothing close friend worthy. But, um, you know, now that we kind of talked about Carisha and how her and Diddy is acting bad, let's talk about somebody else who is acting bad. Uh, Lori Harvey. (laughs) Is Lori acting bad, though? I don't. So coming from a she young, she living her life perspective, I don't think she acting bad. But when I think about the person that she's with, who she had been with prior to him, and what she had been getting in the past in comparison to recently, it's just like, baby girl, what you looking for? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you don't need a man financially, you know, whatever. But what exactly is it looking, are you looking for relationship-wise? Because you've been with Michael B. Jordan for over a year at this point. You know, prior to, like, you be with somebody for a few months and then you be on to the next. So, is you looking to go back to future or what, what you doing? I mean, if J-Lo can pick up engagement rings, like, infinity rings, why can't Lori live her best life? That's all I'm saying. Like, let that girl be whatever it is that she want to be. And that is because I feel like when it comes to especially Black women and Black girls, we police us so heavily. You can't do nothing from the time that you, you know, you start to, oh, you fast. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't done nothing. So we we criticize one, in ch- one another more than we would anybody else. I was like, let that girl be great. She ain't taking no money out of your pocket. She ain't doing nothing. Let her be great. This is facts. Facts. But if y'all, y'all know, know because I'm just saying, if y'all didn't know, because we kind of just started into the conversation about what was going on but Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey have broken up uh they say they broke up because I guess Michael B. Jordan was wanting to be more serious and maybe she wasn't um and she I think she like 25 right yeah she's 25 26 she's young 25 I mean he's only like 30 so I mean Mm -hmm. it's not it's not a huge age gap but yeah yeah he might just be in a place where he ready to settle down and she is not. Um, it just, like I said, to me, it just make me wonder, like, because it don't, I mean, you don't never know what's going on in people's lives or in their relationships or whatever. So we don't know the ins and outs of what's going on in their relationship and why she potentially feel like maybe she don't want to continue forth with their relationship. But um I definitely, to me, it just looked like, you know, baby girl, I want to be outside. <laughs> it's summer. Yep. Let, let that girl be great. Right. Maybe come October, November, maybe she'll be cozied up with somebody else. <laughs> I mean, the the interwebs have been talking for a minute, and um, it was said in some other places that they were covers for each other. Like, they both been dealing with other people this whole entire time, and that they were covers for one another. I don't know. Whatever it is, I feel like I just want people to be happy. Love who loves you, like who likes you, date who likes you, and be happy. Right. But, maybe. and Lori is back out on the scene. She wanted to date white girls. <laughs> well, I, I think she was the first black girl we seen him date publicly. Mm-hmm, but I heard it wasn't even a girl at all. Child. No. 
and I, I don't want that for him, but that it has been a guy going ham like for like the last couple of months about mm-hmm. being a side piece and being hidden from the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, I just want people to be happy. Right, be happy. Ooh, child, that just kind of like knocked the wind out me a little bit. <laughs> Look, I'm only I'm only stating what I heard. I don't know these people personally. Yeah. Great guys, let me wait and see that it. <laughs> I I see. Mm. You know, we're gonna move on from there. I got no more words. <laughs> well, speaking of a woman who has who is now about to be living her greatest and best life. This woman was paid $5.2 million from Geico because she got an STD from having sex with somebody in their car. Geico ain't got shit to do with that man's penis. Listen, I heard that story, and I said, if she win that claim, oh, Geico, well, all these insurance companies about to lose a lot of money. If people can say that shit happened in a car, yeah. like, what? What? There is... What what part of the policy? And I I've done insurance, and I don't I don't know what part of the policy that falls under. I'm just thinking like I'm just trying to understand how you even got it in your head. Like I'm gonna sue his insurance company because the insurance company don't insure that man's body; they insure the car. Exactly. I feel like was it in the seat? Did you, ma'am? I need to know what happened here because right. just saying that you had sex with somebody and got that don't sound like that cause problem to me. Right. Because if you had sex with him in the car, that means it was consensual. I guess they said they were dating at the time. Like, was that the only place y'all had sex at for you to be like you got it in the car? Because how you pinpoint one moment? to say you got this STD when in this man's car. (laughs) And it wasn't even like she found out right after they had sex. It was like a year later. So it's kind of like, bitch, you could have got that from the man you with now. (laughs) Yeah, I need to know how she's going to prove this up in court. This is one of those things where I feel like this needs to be like as broadcast as Amber and Johnny Depp. Like, I need to know what's happening in this court case. I mean, I'm I, w- I want to know all the details. Exactly. Like, I I need to know. Cause <laughs> not that I'm trying to go get no STD, but what can I, what can happen to me in somebody's car besides an accident that really physically caused me nobody to be harmed, but the insurance company will pay me out? Listen, if they, if she didn't found the playbook, I'm with you. I'm about to research what else could happen. If somebody else, not in my car. Right. And somebody, somebody else's car does not get through that insurance. <laughs> yes. What, not what, in mine. I don't want my premium going up, but what can I mm-hmm. yes, what can I get against somebody else's policy? This this needs to make an ebook. Listen. <laughs> Everybody else writing books for everything else, she might as well. Mm-hmm. How you show me back up? I'm always down to learn something to do. Say I got 15 jobs. Exactly. Show <laughs> me the shortcut. I don't want to have 15 jobs no more. Show right. me the shortcut. <laughs> exactly. Give me, give me the play by play. 
but I, yes, let me. Yeah, she she definitely uh came up if if it goes through that she get this money because it's still just not making sense to me. I want to know what attorney took this case and told her you have a case you right. can go to I need to know the attorney that told her this. <laughs> like, did she just go to somebody and be like, you know, I want to sue somebody for giving me an STD. And then they start coming up with scenarios like, well, did you have sex in a car? Did you have sex? In- okay, we might got a claim. <laughs> I, listen, I don't know. I want to know. Like, again, I need the details. Where's Court TV for this? Exactly. Because, yeah, we, we need to know something. Because if you about to get millions off of this crazy-ass claim, Baby. Know. <laughs> give us your lawyer's information. <laughs> how many states is he licensed in right but yeah i think that it just it don't make sense to me but you know i'm not gonna knock nobody's hustle if it go through but like i said get, give us a play-by-play on how you did this ma'am sis a lot, a lot of I'm sure <laughs> college didn't work the lotto ain't working. I want the shortcut. Right. But now that we got the word on the street out the way, let's go ahead and get into the hot cup of cocoa. So in this week's yes, hot cup of cocoa, Andrea is here to talk to us about what being a doula is and potentially the importance of having a doula so Andrea you want to go ahead and tell us like what is a doula and how did you decide to become a doula so the way that I like to put this um is that I was a doula long before I knew I was a doula a doula is again a birth sister is what I like to call it um some people just call it I'm not a birth coach I am not um a midwife I am none of those things. I'm a doula. My job is to assist you through your pregnancy, um, sometimes preconception for some people, and delivery. I do all types of things. I mother the mother. Mm-hmm. So when a lot of people, when you get pregnant, all I care about is the baby. You yeah. go to your doctor's appointments, you have 15 minutes in that office. If you don't get your questions in in 15 minutes in between the exam and everything else is going on, and especially when you're pregnant, you get pregnancy brain, Who's going to answer them? Who's going to spend time and go over those key things with you and ask you, hey, what are you eating today? How are you feeling? Have you noticed these changes? All of those things. So my job is to mother the mother. I love all mamas. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. And okay. I love it. So a doula is not actually like a birthing coach. So no, we're not a birth. Now we do help through labor and delivery. Um, labor and delivery is my favorite part. So we do different things like working on birthing positions and breathing techniques and things like that. That's part of my bag of tricks is to help you get through your labor and delivery the way you want to. And that means whether you're deciding to have a natural birth, whether you're deciding to have an epidural or IV medication, whether you're giving birth at home, a hospital, a birthing center, on your way to the hospital, had a baby in a car, I'm there. Mm-hmm. and that's what you don't like it's literally it's like having a personal assistant for your pregnancy mm. 
I help my moms with their registries and what items they definitely need and what things they can hold off on and what things are absolutely trash. We come up with a birth plan. No matter where you're giving birth, you have an idea of how you want to have your baby. Whether you're saying, hey, I don't really want anyone to touch me. A lot of times we don't know that we can say no to things. And mm-hmm. when you are in that state, especially when you are vulnerable and you're sitting there and you, the only thing that you're trying to concentrate on is getting your baby out, people start saying stuff and you're like, okay, if it'll help. Okay, if it'll help. And if it's not what you really want, then it's nice to have somebody there that can be like, hey, when we talked, you said that, you know, you didn't want cervical checks, you know, so often. Or, hey, did they ask you if they could check you? Because a lot of times people just come in and start doing stuff. Mm -hmm. People have to ask to touch you. People Mm -hmm. have to get your permission to start doing things. And then just having, you know, someone else there to feel supported. Mm -hmm. Because that whole process that I'm working with my moms, we're doing education. So we're reading, we're talking, we're discussing. I'm giving you options as to certain things to know. Hey, well, if this happens, how do you feel about this? If this happens, how do you feel about that? Okay, so do you want to have a delayed cord clamping? And then we're going to discuss what that is, the benefits. If you are, hey, you're giving birth to the hospital, and I know that you want your placenta encapsulated, have you already reached out to someone about what to do once you get the placenta? Is that okay with the hospital where you're planning to give birth? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things that go into it. So it's literally like having like a person. I offer, I actually have a package where I literally you can hire me to just answer questions for you. You may not want assistance through your birth or, you know, anything like that. You may not want a a postpartum checkup. You just want somebody that you can ask questions when things pop into your head. You can do that because not to let see your doctor isn't readily available and having, you know, you can reach me, my clients, when you hire me, you can reach me by phone, email, and I'm actually on call for you two weeks prior to your due date because a due date is an estimate. Right. So you get that personalization and not just feeling like you're a number. If you're going into a doctor's office, there's no guarantee that your doctor will be the person that delivers your baby. So mm-hmm. what they do is, especially in OB practices, you visit with all the doctors in the practice because anybody can be the person to deliver your baby. And you may not get along with everybody in the practice. So to know that you have someone that's constant there, that mm-hmm. has been there with you, that knows your, your concerns, that's my job. You know, I'm gonna probably need somebody because I don't know none of the questions. Like, and even some of the stuff <laughs> that you mentioned was like, oh, so they don't do that, they don't encapsulate the placenta at the hospital. Like, you gotta actually get somebody to do that. Like, oh, okay, okay. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's a I'm, lot. Gonna need, I'm gonna definitely need to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. And I mean, especially if you use myself, for example. I'm in Texas. My family is still in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to having somebody with me when I'm doing stuff, like I would want somebody that I trust and somebody that, you know, is personable and knowledgeable because I don't have my mama to hold my hand. Right. Like, granted, I have an amazing partner, but I mean, he can only do so much. Number one, he's a guy. He and number two, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He does not, he does not have a vagina he has not read anything and he will tell you he he believes in outsourcing and yeah. a lot of men do like oh you want me to do what yeah i can't they would rather oh i can pay somebody to do this they will pay for convenience so yes yeah, they will pay for your doula mm-hmm. okay 
Now, I won't say the doulas are cheap because we do a lot. But yeah. some of us work on sliding scales and some of us will tell you, put me on your registry. Or yeah. you're asking for things for your baby, put it on your registry. Yeah. We'll work it out. Yeah. I am. Um, I was just telling my dude, I said, I'm probably going to want a, a doula or something when when I have a baby. I don't even know what the hell a doula is, but I seen it <laughs> and I was just like, I probably need it. But <laughs> so um, you kind of answered the first few questions already. But do you think that women of color specifically need doulas? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that every birth deserves a doula. But I think that women of color should have one. It should be like, oh, you're pregnant? Here's your doula. Yeah. Um, And that's only because in the medical system, they don't look at us the same. It is not equal. I don't care how many initiatives they put in place. I don't care how many slogans and campaigns it doesn't change people's mindset. Right. It just won't. So when they look at us, and I've been in delivery rooms, I've been in hospitals, I've been in homes, and it's just different. So to have somebody that you know is one, listening to you, number two, knows you, and mm. three, is knowledgeable to say, we talked about that. Are you sure that that's what you wanted? Or, hey, did they ask you before they did that? Because now my job as an advocate is that I'm not always going to speak for you. My job is to teach you to advocate for yourself, to remind you that you have a voice. And for us, we think when people come in with white coats that they know everything yeah. or that they, they know what's best. And sometimes, and there are doctors that care. I'm not, I'm not against medical professionals. I know a lot of doctors and nurses that actually give a care. And there's some that don't. And those that don't, they're in rotation. They're like, okay. <laughs> my shift either you gonna hold this baby until the next shift or we gonna go ahead and get this over because i'm not doing it's working over right like they're just like it is it is a business for them and when you don't have the attentiveness that you need it takes it away a lot of women and especially black women get robbed of their birthing experience yeah and it's hurtful when they have traumatic stories of I, I had to get a C-section. Everything was fine until we got there and they, they rushed me off saying I needed a C-section. I never understood why. And now my baby's in the NICU. They don't encourage us to breastfeed. So while they're out here talking about it's a formula shortage, when it comes to mothers of color, they will hurry up and push that Similac in your face and tell you to get that to your baby every couple of hours. But why? And mark it down on the chart. Because it's business. For we get neglected a lot when it comes to certain things, and they figure that for us, they don't have us paired as women that would want to breastfeed their children. Mm-hmm. That we want to use up all of the WIC subsidies and food stamps. Like that is literally the perception of some people when it comes to us. So when they look at us in those spaces, we're automatically judged. It doesn't matter what your tax bracket is, it doesn't matter what letters are behind your name. I feel like, and now we have stories of like Serena and Beyonce if Serena yeah. and Beyonce can get treated like shit and having birth and be scared and near the point of death what makes you any different right. when those are people that are supposed to be able to pay for quality care and they're still treated like nothing right. like oh you had this baby there you go yeah I think that's definitely unfortunate and so like I said I don't even know what a doula is but I saw something that said you know, women be dying during birth. And I was like, this is the exact reason I need to do it. I don't know, but I need to do it. Um, but just having this conversation is like, it's definitely something that I think is necessary to have. And 
hopefully people can afford to get a doula are there like programs or will insurance pay for doulas or so that is it's a loaded question um (laughs) it it is it's a loaded question and the reason why is that yes some insurances will pay some doulas will do what they have to do to work with insurance companies um there are certain grants and initiatives that um we can apply for that will help us be able to provide care for mothers or birthing persons i'm trying to be more gender centralized so birthing persons that um are able to you know not able to specifically pay for services that you you can help out. Um, I have a sliding scale. I also will take donations, like I said, from my mom's. Like, if you put me on your registry and three of your friends decide they want to go in and pay for your services, by all means, whatever. Somebody can give services, you can give, you could, it's all kind of ways. Yeah. Um, the reason why I was like, is because when it comes to doulas, the reason why doulas most part are not covered under insurance is because we are not under the umbrella of being monitored by the government. Um, I was a doula taught by Southern Black traditional doulas who learned from Southern Black traditional midwives and learning what happened when the government got involved in the business of midwives. I was like, we was having babies. We were having them. Our babies were healthy. And then you know, the government got in and decided they wanted a piece of it. And then they started trying to regulate what could and could not be done by midwives. Mm -hmm. And being a doula, you're in that flexible space where you don't have to conform to any one thing. My range of care can vary from all types of different things. Like I said, I can do birthing positions. We can do breathing. I can teach you, like right now I do herbalism. So we can do herbs throughout your pregnancy. And then having that entity come in and dictate what I can and cannot do changes the care that I'm able to give. Right. And that's the sweet spot of having a doula is that we don't have to conform to those things. No, I cannot be below your vagina trying to deliver your baby. Doulas don't catch babies. Okay. We don't. (laughs) My business is above the waist. Yeah. We we do not take the place of your OBGYN or your midwife. Those are the only two things that are interchangeable. You got OBGYN or you got a midwife. A doula, you can have a doula no matter what. So no, we don't catch no babies, mm-hmm. but we do have a sweet spot that allows us to do so many other things to be able to provide assistance. Coming into the home, my moms, I get prenatal foot massages. We do tea blends. Like I said, I go over your diet with you. I have a whole, I get all in the business to figure out how best to serve you in the pregnancy that you want to have. Yeah. So y'all can go in the hospital when they have the mm-hmm. baby as well. Yep. Oh, okay. I think, um, like I said, I think it's important. And I I was happy to be able to have this conversation with you because I think it's important for women and people, women of color, for sure, to understand what it is as a, a doula is. And like I said, I know for me, I'm not one of those people that's going to be having 50 million questions I kind of just be like, I'd be going with the flow. So I probably definitely would need somebody there to be like, but we talked about this, like somebody to ask me the questions that I wouldn't necessarily think of on my own. 
Um, and especially for a first time mother who's never been through having a baby, yeah. I think it's important to have a doula because they can help prepare you mentally for what to expect. And like I said, ask you those questions or put it in your head, the questions you need to be asking that you don't know to ask. Absolutely. Like I said, I think that every birth deserves a doula. But when it comes, when we're looking at statistics of the the Black maternal health rate, we know that it is a drastic difference between us and them. Yeah. Like, it is a drastic difference between us and them. And because we're already put at a disadvantage, you need every tool that you can get to help you and your baby get up out of whatever hospital or birthing place that you decide to have a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's super dope. So... Like, do you mind sharing, like, what what the cost may look like to have a doula? Um, like I said, it varies. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my, I am on the lower scale of things, but because I have people whose packages far exceed mine. Um, so services can start for some people maybe as low as, like, $300. My lowest package um, my ask a doula package, like I say, you can just ask me questions. That's like sixty dollars an hour, or thirty dollars an hour, something like that. I don't even remember at this point. Um, I do virtual support, so for me, virtual support means that I'm doing prenatal visits with you back and forth because COVID it okay. changed the way that we have to provide services. So I do virtual support, whether that's here in Texas or elsewhere in the world. Um, that package is. I want to say it's like 600. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 600. Um, and it ranges. So my packages change depending on what you're getting. So if right. you just want somebody to support you in labor and delivery, they have doulas that can do that. They will do one prenatal visit with you to make sure that they can actually support you in your birth. Mm-hmm. And then they'll show up for labor and delivery. You can have somebody, they have postpartum doulas that just come out to relieve you and give you time to really focus on yourself and then they come in they're they're kind of like what they would call like a mantra like they come in almost like a nanny mm-hmm. but they're really there and they help mom as well so they're not coming in just like oh you leave the house i'm taking care of your kid like no they're gonna come in they may fix food they may come in and take care of your other children for a while or take the baby and they're like okay well you just fed here you go take a nap i'll take the baby for these couple hours we're gonna you know I watch the baby. You just worry about getting some sleep. Mm-hmm. Baby wakes up. We're good. I got this. Yeah. So there's people that just do postpartum. Um, my, my highest package is $1,200. And that covers your prenatal visit, your labor and delivery um, time, your postpartum. And in postpartum, I do a postpartum screening to make sure that you're doing well. Like they may do it at the doctor when you go to follow up, but I'm there. Like when you get out the hospital, I'm there with you. That. The day that you come home, I'm coming home with you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm following up a couple of days later to see how you're adjusting. Especially, even if you're not, especially if you're a first-time mom. doesn't yeah. matter if you are a first-time mom married or a first-time mom single. First-time mom, you want somebody that can help you out a little bit more. You want a little extra support because yeah. you question everything. So packages vary. Those are my prices. I know some that go up to $2,000. It just depends. Mm-hmm. Um, my main recommendation is that you don't have to pay for a doula consultation. 
if you want to consult, my consults are free. And that's for me to figure out if you're the right client for me. And also for you to figure out if I'm the right doula for you. Right. You inter- interview your doulas the same way that you would go in and make sure that your lash tech has all the things that you want her to do or your wax girl, whether she uses a hard wax or using strips, like those are things you want to know. Right. You do the same thing with your doula because we don't all provide the same care at all. Mm-hmm. So do you like, so did you have to get like certified to be a doula or how did that work? So there are different certifications. There is no national organization um, because again, we're not like monitored federally or anything like that. So there's no specific like, oh, you have to do these things. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, legally, you don't have to have anything to call yourself a doula. Um, I did go through some training, but like I said, I was doing doula work long long before um, we even got to this point. Like, well, we went to high school together. You know, one of my best friends had her first child when we were 16. And so I was like, hey, okay, tell me all the things. Like, what did they do? Like, I wanted to know. I've been that person. I have always been like, wait. Girl, I didn't know to ask her no questions. I was just like, damn, girl, you having a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I wanted to know all the things. Mm -hmm. And through every pregnancy that I have rocked, like, I'm like, okay, so I have this one different. Because every pregnancy is different. So that is like my go-to guinea pig. It's like, baby yeah. got five kids and every mm-hmm. kid is different. I want to know every pregnancy. Yeah. So every pregnancy, I'm asking all of the questions. So I have always been doing the work and been that supportive person. And my friends were like, why don't you just, I'm like, I don't know. I've had friends that have, other friends have referred me to people like, this person has questions. Mm-hmm. Like, and I told them they could call you. And I'm like, what? and so it took one of my good girlfriends she was like if you don't just go and just take the classes and just do it Mm -hmm. and during COVID that first year I was like you know what I'm gonna do it yeah I found the person I had been wanting to train with because I was I knew that in order to do this work and support black women the way I wanted to I wanted to be trained by a black doula yeah nothing against the other um organizations but Mm -hmm. for me I wanted black women because that's who I want to support. And right. I know my audience. I know my customer base. I know my client base. Like I wanted to support black women. And I supported others. Yes. But I, the way that I show up for us, because it's me. And I, again, the way that we get treated, no, I'm about to roll out the red carpet for you, baby. What you need? Come on. Let's right. do this. Yeah. And I think that's dope. Like, I think everybody has a calling on their lives. And you know, it seems like you have found what it is you are called to do. Um, I do, I like would love to see this be something you could do full time because I think it's something that you're very passionate about. Oh, idiot. Listen, my goals, that man upstairs, he knows too. Um, I told him when we got together, I'm not punching the clock for people much longer. Yeah. Like, all I want to do is be at home with my own kids, help mama's have babies, and make plant medicine. That's all I want to do. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. I want to help my mother's baby. Cause like when I'm retired, like I'm like I just want to focus on what I want to focus on and be able to be a parent to my my children. And so, um, I definitely want to start out with the best intentions possible on that journey. And so, I girl, I'm gonna be hitting you up to be my doula in about two three years when the time comes. 
You know. Listen, <laughs> and look, by that time I'll be doing full time doula work. Mm-hmm. I and your price is the price. Time, the price is the price. And yesterday's time. price is my today's price. So inflation. Because <laughs> let me get this certification for breastfeeding. Oh, the price changes once I'm. Mm-hmm. Like, I already do breastfeeding assistance, but let me go ahead and add another certification. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay, but that's okay because you're, you're going to get what you pay for. Yeah, definitely. And no I, matter I what I do. Super, I think it's super dope that you've been called to do this. And I definitely urge more women to, to seek out more than just your doctor that, you know, delivers your baby. Because like she said, you could be going to see your OBGYN, but when your baby comes, your doctor might not be able to, to get there to deliver your baby. You may be delivering your baby in a car. You may just get whatever random doctor is on call. You know what I'm saying? And so the person you feel most comfortable with should be somebody that you see and talk to on a normal basis because in that moment, anything could change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's, that's why I'm here. And so is there any advice that you would give to women questioning if they need a doula or not? Don't question it. Yes, you need one. Now, the question is, how do you find one? And we are everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. Like, I <laughs> promise you. <laughs> there are so many directories. I was telling you before we got started, like, I'm on, like, 15 different directories. Yeah. But there, if you know what you're looking for, then yes. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, like, ask people. Like, literally ask. ask. Um, your doctors may have recommendations. There are nurses that I've seen in hospitals that will refer clients like this mom, you know, she was here with somebody else. She came to visit somebody else and she was pregnant and we loved working with you. Like I build rapport like with everybody in the hospital. Like I want to, I want you to want to work with me, but yeah, search like literally, um, the organization that I went through to get my certification, she hosts a black only, um, directory. So that is sister midwife. Um, sister, just like it sounds, S T S I S T A, sister midwife. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also um, doula match. There's Mila. Um, you get to read reviews and see profiles and read about them. Um, feel free to hit me up. I have a network of people outside of the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I don't mind answering questions. Um, I don't, especially if it's an inquiry, like, hey, can you refer me to somebody? Do you know somebody? Um, but like I said, we're everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. But if yeah. you type in doula directory, then you will see a lot of them. I would say have conversations. Do not be afraid to say, hey, I'm consulting with a few others. I will get back to you if you are a match. Mm-hmm. Interview, 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 because this is somebody that's about to be all up in your business. And you do not, you do not want to have signed a contract with someone that you want to fire. Yeah. So make sure that it is somebody whose their practice of care lines up with what it is that you see for your birth. Mm-hmm. If your birth, you feel like I want nature sounds and I want, you know, aromatherapy, and you have a doula that's like, so I don't do any of those things, but I can help you get your baby out. No, because you're not giving me the experience that I want. These are the things that I want to feel comfortable in birth. Mm -hmm. So yeah, interview. Ask questions. 
get referrals. Ask them, do you have, you know, anyone else that, do you have reviews? Do you have anyone else that you, you know, you've supported? All of those things. Go for it. Yeah. So Unless, of course, you come across my social media like it is right now and it's not up to date. But I'm active. I just, I got to get the social media portion. Don't hold, don't, hold it, don't hold it against the y'all. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on it. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, I I definitely appreciate you for coming on the show. You want to let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media? Sure. So I am Savvy J, that's S-A-V-V-Y-J-A-I dot the dot doula on Instagram. Um, Facebook, it is Savvy J the doula. So Savvy J still one word, the doula. Um. I am Jay the Savvy Doula, Andrea, um, on Savvy Jay on all things. So I am everywhere. Um, I am always willing to answer questions. Um, my website is SavvyJay.com. If you want to look at my packages and see what I offer as far as services or what's available. Um, and no, I am not the template or blueprint of what doula should and shouldn't do. Everyone has their niche. I mm-hmm. offer what I offer um, and others. You know, they offer different things, but definitely um, I love, I love discussing birth and pregnancy and delivery. So if there's questions, if you're interested, if you're interested in becoming a doula, if you have questions about it, if you feel like it's something that, you know, your daughter may be interested in or your little sister that's, you know, in college and trying to figure out what she wants to do, reach out, ask questions. I love it. I really do. I live for this work. I was so excited when I got your message. Yeah, because I emailed you and I was like, like, you know, just emailing people just so just in case somebody responded. I got a few options. And then I was like, you know, what? let me just hit her up on Instagram because people always be like, you hit me up so professional. I'm like, because I still want to be professional regardless if I know you. I understand. You know, so I was like, okay, let me just hit up on Instagram. I'm definitely happy that you were able to come on and talk about this it def I learned something for sure and the the goal is to always be able to teach something that maybe you didn't know or give people you know just insight into something something so um I hope y'all got something from this episode I know I did and you know just like she said based on statistics a lot of Black women aren't treated fairly when it comes to medical care. And that don't just mean when they give in birth. It's a lot of areas that Black women aren't taken seriously. And, you know, birth is one of the most scariest moments. It's the most beautiful, but I think one of the most scariest moments a person can go through. And having the best information available to you during that time is going to be super important. So I definitely say if you can afford it, or like Savvy J said, maybe when you're doing your research, look and see how people want to take payments. Maybe you can add your doula to your registry and people can, you know, your friends or family can help you get this uh, assistance because I definitely think it's needed. So y'all check out Savvy J on all social medias. I will definitely put her information on the show description. So Follow her on the Instagrams, the you on Twitter too. Um, don't don't follow my Twitter, y'all. 
say stay away stay away from the twitter especially if you love the lord don't y'all just stay off of twitter okay just just don't do it you know she ain't living right <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't, don't want to do that you don't want to do that but uh i definitely say follow her on instagram super dope chick she is a woman who does many things and i think this is one of the greatest things that she's done thus far so i am putting my stamp on it that this is somebody that i would trust to give out this type of information and so do what y'all think is best for y'all but i'm saying i think this is important so again yes of course, I'm I'm all about supporting Black businesses and especially the people that I know because I feel like, and it is so true, like they say the people you know be the least to support you. And even though at this time I'm not having a baby so I can't utilize your services right now, you know what I'm saying? But I definitely feel like it's my duty as somebody who knows you to help you expand your business and potentially, hopefully you can get some clientele from this, so... I appreciate that. Just know if you hit me up right now, it is a first come first serve basis. I'm only taking one client a month that it is very scarce out here um, because mama got to have a life too, Jody. And I'm on call <laughs> two weeks prior to your due date. My yes. own call window starts two weeks prior. So I'm only taking, and that's how I, that's how I get personalized care. So if you hit me up, just know you're going to be the only person for that month. Yes. That's, that's it. That's what you get from me. <laughs> but also, uh, I can refer you to other people, especially if you live outside of Texas, the Houston area, to be mm-hmm. specific. But yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Yes, for sure. Um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Y'all can follow me on all social medias at Kikan with Coco. And until next time, bye.